This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. We love sharing these stories with you through the Hiking Through Life podcast, and we're so grateful that you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to support the Hiking Through Life podcast further, we have these amazing new t-shirts and water bottles. The t-shirts come in four colors, and the water bottles are perfect for trails, adventuring, or daily use. Consider checking them out at hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. Use the code podcast and receive 10% off your first order. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Sarah. And in today's journey, we learn a little bit about homesteading from our friend Soway. Yeah, it was a really powerful experience to be able to spend a few days on his property in Monson, Maine. He is definitely building this property from scratch, and we went into a lot of details of that in this interview that you'll listen to in a couple of minutes here. And, you know, just keep in mind as you listen that he's, you know, living out of the mainstream typical life that people are living, but... Just listen with an open mind and realize that people can be happy and live on very little. And that our time there with him was a pure reminder of that, that you need very little in life in order to be happy. Yeah, so Sarah interviews Soway out on his property when we visited him during our 2019 summer road trip and so we'll just get right into it here's the interview welcome to the podcast today we're joined by Soway here in monson maine and uh he's a hiker that we met when he was through hiking the Superior hiking trail in Minnesota last summer and we chatted with him for a while and then uh, they ended up coming to stay at our house for a week and now we're here visiting Soe at his property and we have him here to just kind of talk about what his plans are for this property. I know yesterday we were here chipping away at a rock trying to get these three rocks out of the way so he can build a driveway and uh, so, wait, why don't you just talk about what this property looked like when you first got it? Um, it had never been touched, literally. Uh, there was no driveway. You couldn't pull in. You had to park on the road. Um, I spent the first day just cutting enough trees to pull the van in, which is still as far as I can pull the van in. Um, since then, I've cut down about 100 trees to make a driveway up the hill. Uh, built a shed out of all upcycled material for the dump. Yeah, the shed is actually really beautiful. I'm staring at it right now, and it's like this rusticy-looking cabin with this nice slanted roof. And yeah, it's where you can take a poop. Yeah, I also poop in it. It's also my privy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what do you do with the poop afterwards? I bucket it. Uh, I use dust to cover, and then I burn it. <laughs> Yep, I was uh, hammocking yesterday, and the poop was burning about six feet behind me. Yeah. Wasn't the best (laughs) hammock location, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I should have warned you. But, yeah, uh, 
I call the property Homestead Zero. My intentions to be to keep it completely off the grid and be completely self-sustained um, and get as close to zero waste coming from the property as possible. Um, most of the materials that I'll use to build the homes and the buildings on it will be upcycled from the dump and local barns that get torn down um, and some of the lumber off the property that I'll get milled. Um, gonna fence it in so that Maya can have a free range doggy boarding place where she can have other doggies come and play with her and just run around the property loose. Yeah, right now she's on this runner that goes, uh... It's about 150 feet, and then there's another one that's about 180 feet up the hill. So, she, right now she stays on runners and spends a lot of time at the big spring on the top of the hill, which is also the garden area temporarily. Yeah, we took a nice tour of it. It's it's going to be a nice area. I mean, it'll be really sweet to see what's done here in a year. I mean, clearly we, we've been watching you on Facebook and we've already seen the work that you've done here. And we haven't even seen half the videos that you've made. Yeah, I have to get those out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of work. Like, like I said, I cut down probably 100 trees. I've moved probably 100 rocks. Um, built a few trails. Cleaned out the springs a little, and the networking with the neighborhood, that's that's a big deal up here is networking with the neighbors because if the neighbors don't like you, you won't get anything done. But if they like you, things appear on your property and people come over and help. And So what kind of things have the neighbors helped you with? Um, I know you said you're going to ask them to dump some... Uh... Fill dirt. Yep. Yeah. Um, well... Like, the roof from the shed came from a barn that the guy knew I needed a roofing. So he brought it by, and then he, they offered to let me come down and take a bunch of uh, lumber from there. So I got a pile of lumber that I got from them. Um, the other neighbor gave me all the rough cut that's on the outside of the uh, shed from his sawmill. Um, another neighbor gave me my plants for the year. And then how about the hostel, the local hostel that's in town? So, what are you doing to network with them? Well, I'm, I'm friends with the owners of Shaw's Hippie Chicken Poet. And, uh, and for those people that don't know what Shaw's is, what, what's the hostel do for people? Um, it's an AT hostel. It's one of the oldest hostels on the trail. Um, they've been doing the same breakfast since the 70s in the exact same cast iron skillet. Um, they offer like rooms, tenting. They have a gear shop. Um, for me, they have Wi-Fi. I take a shower there once in a while. Um, do you do I your laundry there? No, I actually do my laundry. I watch a dog every Saturday in exchange for being able to do laundry, take shower, use their kitchen. Um, and they give me, they've given me some stuff. I'm collecting, uh, wood burning stoves. I think I'm up to like six or seven wood burning stoves now. Um, I'm going to need a couple of them for the dwellings, but... I'm going to refurbish them and use that as like a side gig. Uh, come fall, people will be buying up wood stoves. And then you had another plan for a side gig. You're going to make those uh, tables or something. Oh, the river tables. Yeah, I'm going to work on that. I have to get some epoxy, and I'm going to be doing river tables. Yeah, uh, up here, most people don't have jobs. They have side gigs. Or they have crafts that they do. Um, the unemployment rate is really high here. 
because people don't have normal jobs, so it's not considered employment. Everybody just kind of has something. You know, one of the guys down the road has a bobcat, and he bobcats if you need him to bobcat. Another dude's got a dump truck. He moves dirt if you need dirt moved. Yeah, it's more of an exchange of goods and services rather than an exchange of money in this community. Yeah, there's a lot more bartering and, like, um, I'll do this for you, you come over and do this for me kind of stuff, and... That's kind of something that I was looking for, when, and that's one of the reasons that we bought the property here was the community. Um, it's really small. I think the population, the last census I saw, was like 678 people. Um, so it's not hard to know everybody, um, which is good and bad. You don't pay your taxes, and everybody knows, and they scream out the truck as they drive by for you to pay your taxes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that neighborhood, you know, like, oh, so we didn't pay his taxes. He's late two weeks drive by his house and yell at him yeah yeah it's not hard to know where where everyone lives here and know everyone's business around this area oh no you know everybody's business and in a matter of hours if something happens exciting people want to share it (laughs) (laughs) so uh how do you how do you cook every night i mean i know you have a kitchen over there why don't you describe your kitchen to people here well (laughs) i have i have a camp stove that runs on propane and it it's an oven with two burners but I honestly only use it about once a week to make Maya's food. Uh, the rest of the time, Maya and I have a fire every night where we grill our steaks or meat or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we fire cook every night and uh, drink out of our springs. We're not dead yet, so obviously the test has been good. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a 45-day test right now, and I'm still alive, so yep. <laughs> Maya hasn't keeled over. The water's good. Well, uh, if uh, listeners want to get in touch with you, is there any way they can connect with you on Facebook to watch your process that you're working with on this property? Yeah, on Facebook, it's uh, Homestead Zero, the number zero. Um, And then my Facebook doesn't have a URL yet, but you can look up Soway. And Soway Hiking is like my Facebook. That's your hiking name. And how did you uh, get that through hiker name, Soway, your trail name? Uh, people say no way. I say so way. Um, it's the optimist thing. There's always a way. <laughs> and, uh, before we go here, why don't you just tell all the listeners how many trails you have through hiked? Um, the AT three times, the Bent Mackay, the Smoky 900, the Mount of Sea, the Spear Hiking Trail, Hawaii, uh, some of the Florida Trail, the PCT, the Lost Coast Trail. Which I highly recommend to everybody. It's awesome. It's 20 miles. It's on the coast of California, and it rocks. 20 miles? That's easy. Done in a day. No, actually, it takes about three days to do the 20 miles because it's all on the beach. Uh, and you got to deal with tides and stuff. Sometimes you got to sit for like two hours and wait for the tide to go out so you can get around the rock. Oh, wow. Um, probably my favorite trail, and it's the shortest one I've ever done. Um, yeah, that's about what I've done. Well, I think I lost count there. Yeah, I think I got up to counting at seven and then I kind of lost count. But yeah, you've had a lot of experience on the trail and now you're going to have lots of great experience on this piece of property. That's actually one of the reasons that we bought the property here is because of the proximity to the Appalachian Trail. We're at the beginning of the 100 mile wilderness for North Bounders, the end for South Bounders. And uh, technically speaking, I am 1.8 miles from the trail um, out the back of the property. Uh, yeah, you were able to uh, drop us off there the other day. That was further than 1.8 miles away, though. The Via the road and the trail, yes. But if I walk out my backyard right now, 
and walked in a straight line, it would be 1.8 miles. Just get right out there, bring some hikers in here, get some work done for you. Yeah, PBR and hikers, that's what I need. <laughs> so uh, if you're up at Shaw's, Shaw's Hostel or if you're hiking the AT and listening to this, get in touch with Soway and he can hook you up with some uh, work for... Work, work for, for stay. Work for stay and PBR. <laughs> All he wants is some fires done on his property and some chopping away at the rocks. Yep. Come be a hiker. <laughs> Do you have any last words for our listeners, Soway? Never hurry, never worry. All right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. So as we just heard, there's a lot that goes into taking a property from scratch and making it your own. There's a lot of cool things that Soway is doing with his property, Homestead Zero. Um, it's It was great to be out there and to help him as well with some of the tasks around the property, like... Um, smashing up those rocks <laughs> in yeah, the driveway. Yeah, the smashing of the rocks was probably the highlight of it. But, you know, yeah, as you heard, there's lots... It's a process, kind of like anything in life. Um, there's a process, and it will unfold over time, and along the way, there's going to be some bumps and challenges through the experience, but eventually you reach your destination. Yeah, and there's a couple cool things he's doing, too, like using a lot of upcycled materials and, um, you know, as he talked, he goes to the local dump to um, search for materials he can reuse or if he gets word of someone tearing down their barn, um, he was able to get some lumber in an instance where... Um, the barn got torn down and there was still usable lumber. So it's really cool that um, he's trying to make it a zero waste property, but also try and take waste and reuse it from others um, to build up the property. And that's just kind of a cool concept that that we can get behind. Absolutely. We totally loved and were motivated by that practice that he's doing. And we hope that you are motivated to maybe go out and dumpster dive now. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you guys are able to follow him. As he mentioned, Homestead Zero. Check out his journey and follow him along on his homesteading process. Yeah, so that's Homestead, the number zero on facebook so go like that and also you can find he's posting videos on his youtube channel so way so um just go check out the development of where his property's at and where it's going we're excited to see where it's going to be in another year from now yeah we're definitely going to make another trip out back out there one of these days yeah so Good luck to you, Soe, with the rest of the property, and we can't wait to see what um, develops. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. 
peace, love, and hike through life.